For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse to start your free trial membership. Season 8, Episode 20. This is Writing Excuses, the short story with Mary Robinette Cole. <laughs> 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. But hopefully Mary is. I'm oh, Brandon. I'm Dan. I'm Mary and I'm under so much pressure right now. Um, oh, relax. I'm Howard. The number one question we got when we released our little form and asked people to fill in questions was about the short story, which means we haven't been doing enough on it. So um, we have tried to approach it before. We did it once, I believe, with Eric James Stone. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to let Mary take the lead on this one, and we're going to talk about short stories. Now, we're going to have trouble not repeating ourselves in this one because we work this into many podcasts, but people ask so often that we figured we ought to just take one directly related to it. So one of the things that a lot of people talk about is that, that, I, that I want to go ahead and address is that you should write short stories uh -huh. in order to break in as a novelist. Right. Um, Jim Hines did a great survey about mm -hmm. ways people sold their first novel, and it turns out that this, this is a myth. Yes. It wasn't once a myth, but it, it was, is now. Yes. Um, Short stories serve several useful functions for you in your career as a writer besides just being short stories. Uh, but the, for me, the biggest thing that divides a short story writer from a novelist is the type of story that they are attracted to. A novelist is usually attracted to a story that needs a larger format. Uh -huh. A short story writer is generally attracted to smaller scale, more intimate stories. The while you can get fairly complicated in a short story. Um, it's harder because yeah. you're working on a smaller canvas. And I would say that the two are different enough skills that being good at one does not imply skill at the other. Um, and this is where the the use of metaphor gets tricky because yeah. um, because I actually think that they use the same skills, but that they use them in different ways. I've often likened it to golfing. There's the long game and the short game, and you, you know, you totally lost me already. <laughs> okay, you learn to hit a um, a golf ball with a um, with a stick. That's mm -hmm. golfing, right? You hit it with the club. There are two ways, you know, many ways, but you know, you can tee off and hit it very far, and you can practice that and practice your accuracy, or you can go to the the, the putting green and learn to hit that same ball with a different stick to do a different thing with it. Both goals are getting that ball in the hole, but they 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 use different muscles. Um, the rules are the same, but there's so much different going on there that I found that, like for instance me, writing short fiction, I've had to learn different things in order to write sh short fiction. Um, conversely, Eric, our, our friend, when he started writing um, his first few novels, said this is, this is very different. He's very good at short stories and writing a novel was, was te um, terribly hard for him. Yes. and and. I will I will grant your metaphor, although golf I don't understand. Um, uh, the 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 um, the thing to understand is that on a on a line by line basis, you know the the ideas of 
uh, character and viewpoint and sentence structure. These mm -hmm. are these are all. Um, the same tools in the toolbox. Yep. The way you deploy them, yes, I will grant that there are times when they are different. Um, so let's talk about some of the things that you, when you're looking at a short story. Uh, so I've, I will use the mice quotient, which I've talked about before. Mm -hmm. um, so the mice quotient, very quickly to recap, is the idea that, uh, that the, the way you structure a story depends on kind of how you start it. So if you start with a milieu, you begin in one place and then you uh, it begins when you leave the place and it ends when you come back. In a novel, you can have multiple threads going mm -hmm. through the novel, and you, you have to tie them all up at the end. In a short story, you frequently can have only one or two of those. Um, depending on the, the, uh, the story, sometimes you can have more, but it's very rare where you can hit all four of those plot structures. Um, you also are limited in the number of characters you can have. Um, typically, and this is a rule of this is one of those rules of thumb that I can break with, you know. Right. But but it's something that I found useful just for thinking about structure. That typically each character or scenic location adds uh, 500 to 1,000 words to mm -hmm. your scene or story. So when you are looking at your story to begin with. If you know you want to write a short story, um, as a new writer, I'm, this is another one of those rules of thumb, as a new writer, you will have the easiest time selling short stories that are under 4,000 words, mm -hmm. between 1,000 to 4,000 words, which means that you're probably going to need to confine yourself to stories that have two or three characters and one, maybe two scenic locations. Um, does anyone else want to jump in? Oh here? no no no! That's like you're, you're you're doing <laughs> this, this fun. This is really one of the things fascinating. That, one of the things uh, Mary Mary said this before the uh, podcast when I bemoaned the fact that uh, in recent years I've really only finished one short story, and uh, uh, of course by the time this podcast airs, hopefully there are three or four because mm -hmm. I've got big plans. Um, and Mary said, uh, "No, you write a short story every week." Mm -hmm. um, Schlock Mercenary has a cast of. Uh, 15 really regular characters, uh, about 40 semi-regular characters, and hundreds of people on the scenes, you know, in the, the course of the whole story. But during a given week, I tend to focus on less than six. Mm -hmm. During a given strip, uh, I try and focus on less than three. Um, now, part of this, a, a novelist might say, well, that's just, you know, the way you'd write a scene mm -hmm. is by restricting the number of people you put in the novel. Well, that's just fine. If your scene has a good hook at the beginning and a solid twist in the middle and a satisfactory ending, it's a short story. There are free, and this is one of the things that writing short stories can teach a novelist, um, is that you can use it to uh, increase your understanding of scene structure. Um, you can also use it to, um, to, to play with style and tone and experiment without having to commit so to yep. something larger. So, you know, those are, those are good And that's reasons. really, that's yeah. really where I'm headed. It's not yeah. that Schlock Mercenary isn't, uh, incredibly satisfying to, to write and to illustrate, but, uh, I want to write stories that are, uh, horrifying and end badly. I want mm. to write stories that are dramatic and don't have... Punchlines. Punch right. mm -hmm. um, I want to write stories that have an elements of romance that isn't just outright cheesy. Mm -hmm. um, and the comic strip is not the place for me to experiment with those. 
Right. Um, and and that's one of the things that, that it's so good at. Um, so let me walk you through, when I am writing a short story, mm-hmm. how, I, how I begin with the, let me come up with a, an idea that's good for a short story. Okay. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Should we book of the week before oh, yeah, we start probably. our yeah. uh, walkthrough? Well, we'll have someone who hasn't talked uh, very much <laughs> this given um, episode and ask Mary to give us a book of the week. Oh, this is uh, The Language of Moths by Christopher Barzak. Um, and the reason that I'm picking this is because it's a novella. So it is, uh, it's giving you some short fiction, um, longer than you know the 4,000 words I was recommending, but still short fiction. Christopher Barzak is a beautiful writer. He is a, extremely good with language. Um, his language is often quite poetic. And one of the things he's really good at is atmosphere in a very condensed setting. 
Um, so, you know, as a thing to study, this is a good thing. And it's also just a beautiful story. Uh, so that's The Language of Moths by Christopher Barzak. The location, audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. The character, you. Start a free trial membership and download a copy of... The Language of Moths. Moths. The Language of Moths. I spend all of my time thinking of how to be clever, not remembering what the title of the book was. And uh, you can get uh, that for free and uh, get other titles for 30% off. Okay. So you were going to step us through the process you use to determine if a story is a short story story or a long story story. Right. This will be your story. Right. So... um, so what I do, if I, well, actually this is the, the process that I go through when I'm like, all right, it's time for me to write a short story, mm-hmm. um, is, you know, there's the, the standard I need to come up with a, a cool idea. So you get your G-Wiz idea and you decide who your character is. Um, once I've got that, then I decide, this is, and this is the, the most straightforward of the stor- short story structures. Mm-hmm. Um, you've heard me talk about the yes and... Yes, yes and, yeah. no but. Yes. Uh, excuse no, me. Yes, yes but, but, no, no and. No and. I keep yes getting and, that backwards. no but is the candy tree version. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, once you have your gee whiz factor and your character, you give them a, a, a desire, mm-hmm. something that they want, and then you just systematically deny it to them. Um, and then at the end, if you want a happy ending, you give it to them, and if you want a sad ending, you don't. You know, when I was uh, building the, the short story that I'm writing, the Psychic Bird story, mm-hmm. we were discussing it over dinner um, a, a couple days ago, and that's exactly what you asked of me. I was, say, I was, you know, brainstorming with you, and you said to me, well, what does the character want? And you boiled it right down to that, which was perfect, because I needed that. Mm-hmm. And it's something that works really well in short fiction. In a novel, your character, you've got room for your character to want lots and lots and lots yes. of things. And in a short story, you can do that too. And it works really well when what they want is in direct conflict to what they need to do, to their mm-hmm. course of action. Um, I have a short story, uh, which is horror, um, called, I've forgotten the name of, oh, Tomorrow and Tomorrow. Um, in which what my character wants is for her son who has a, a rare disease for her son to live. Um, and in order to do that, she has to take actions that she finds morally objectionable. Um, and so I, what I have are this direct conflict between the two things she wants. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you, that's one of those places where... Um, short fiction can really excel because yeah. you can sustain that over a very short span of time. It's much harder to sustain that over a novel. Right. Um, adding some things to this conversation, I, I want to mention that the only way I started getting passably good at short fiction was reading good short fiction. Yes. And this is the thing that um, a lot of people come to us and say, well, I want to break in. I want to make a name for myself. There may be those of you listening who are, like, who are saying, okay, yes, it may be a... Um, a, a myth that you need to write short fiction to break in, but it doesn't hurt. And the truth is, it doesn't. That's cool. It can help a lot, particularly with the some of the new, all the New York editors. It'll help, but certainly certain ones, the kind of the old school ones, if they see a publication by Asimov's or Analog in your cover letter, that is immediate to the top of the pile, and so it can be very helpful to you. And so, what do they do? They do what I did as a kid, which was. Well, I write, I read novels. I love novels. Everyone tells me I need to write these short story things. I'll just try writing shorter ones, and then I'll send them to all these markets. I never went and picked up one of these magazines. Um, it's embarrassing to say that, but 
I say it because I know many of you listening have at least considered that, have sent to a market that you've never read a single issue of. Um, it happens. Mm -hmm. And so I would suggest the best places in science fiction and fantasy that I've found are the anthologies. I love the anthologies. The Year's Best, mm -hmm. um, David Hartwell and um, Gardner Dezois each do a Year's Best. best and I've enjoyed just these things to no, to no end. I've yes. loved them. Um, John Joseph Adams is yes. also a wonderful short fiction editor. Yes, and I've done short fiction with him. Yes. He's, uh, he's great. Um, the other thing is the, the Hugo and Nebula Award nominees. Mm -hmm. um, every year I've gotten into the habit of reading the Hugo nominees, and it's particularly easy now because you can join the Hugos or join the Worldcon mm -hmm. for like a $50, you know, just buy voting membership. membership. The voting membership. Yeah, voting membership so you can vote on the Hugos. You don't get a go. And people used to, you'd say this, say 50 bucks just to vote. Well, that 50 bucks comes with free copies of all the nominated yep. stories now. And so it's actually worth yeah, your money. It's, it's more than worth your yes, money. Yes, way more than worth your money. And you could read what's being nominated right now by the community, this will help you improve much more than anything we can tell you will mm -hmm. help you improve. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then after you uh, have started reading in the genre, I mean, the, the next one, and again, a really obvious one, is just start writing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, last year, I decided I was going to teach myself how to write short stories. So I declared April to be short story month, and I was going to write a short Stomo story. is what you Nacho called it. Nacho Stomo is going <laughs> to write a short story every day of the month. Um, five of those days, I happened to be traveling through Portland and staying with Mary, so it was really nice to be able to finish it and send it to her, and she could tell me all the reasons it was horrible. But, I don't uh, think any of them were horrible. Well, you, but you, okay, you well, were, very, you were kinder than you needed to be. <laughs> Let's say that. But uh, just the sheer kind of brute force of, I'm going to do this until mm -hmm. I can't stand it anymore... You know, I did come out the other end better at it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the question that may pop into people's heads, maybe I'm just forecasting this on them, but, you know, Dan and I, we are successful novelists. We make a very good career at novel writing. Why short stories? Mary, now that you publish novels, why do you continue doing short fiction? Um, and I don't think I can answer this for everyone, but I can answer it for myself. It's different. It's new. Yeah. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. I actually decided I wanted to start doing this but when some of the webtoonists that I was following online said they decided they wanted to learn to paint. And they were having so much fun painting. And I'm, I thought, wow, that's cool. It's the same thing they do, but different. Um, and I wanted to do that. It's a place I could explore. It's something I could try new things with. It's something that I hadn't historically been that great at. But I knew I had the chops to become good at it because I knew all these fundamentals. And so I wanted to learn to paint. Well, and it's like how Mary started the podcast by saying that, uh, you know, it's what it depends on what kind of story you're attracted to. Mm -hmm. If you're kind of attracted to both kinds of stories, yep, yep. then you need to, you know, you, you you don't want to cut yourself off from one of them by pigeonholing yourself into a single form. Yeah, and pigeonholing is actually part of the reason that I continue to write short stories is because I am writing historical fantasy for mm -hmm. for my long length, and short fiction allows me to play all over the map, and I just like stories and. And there are also stories that short fiction will allow me to tell that wouldn't sustain for a novel. Like uh, Evil Robot Monkey is mm -hmm. um, one of the, my stories, 957 words. Um, and that is, you know, that's not a story that I could stay, sustain over the length of a novel. It doesn't need to be a novel. But, you know, short fiction allows me to play with that. Um, and, and actually, if you, that story is online. If you grab that story and look at it, uh, with the idea of the um, yes, but, no, no and. and. 
go through that story and you will see exactly the, 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 the um, I wrote that story in an hour and a half. And I basically said, okay, I have a monkey uh, who's uplifted and all he wants to do is make pottery. And then I systematically denied him ways to make pottery. And then at the end I gave him the, then I gave him a yes, he can make his pottery. And you had me at monkey. <laughs> there's a terrible, terrible pun that goes with that story. That's Speaking fine. of terrible puns. You had me at terrible puns. Can we say huh. that if you are attracted to both kinds of storytelling that you are bitextual? No, we can't say that. <laughs> I am. I am. I, in fact, I'm going to use that on a t-shirt, I think. Uh, you just about killed Jordo and me. <laughs> both of you. Okay. All right, Dan. You have, you have to come up with a writing prompt because of that. All right. Um... You're going to write about a character in a society where being bitextual is a very controversial lifestyle choice and keeps you out of the military. <laughs> this has been writing excuses. I think you're out of excuses. Now go right. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.